Hi everyone and welcome back to Just With Dara. I'm super excited for today's episode because I have my first guest of season two here, season two, episode one. And this is actually my first reoccurring guest. It's Isabel from the episode about Black Lives Matter and a year after George Floyd's death. So yeah, go ahead Isabel, introduce yourself again. Hey guys, so I'm Isabel and I'm 14 years old and I am Chinese American. And today we are doing an episode about Stop Asian Hate. Yes, thank you. I kind of forgot to say that. But yeah, as you can tell by the title, it's a, we're talking about Asian hate at this time. And so I have a few prompts um, to kind of ask her. And she's also going to like help me to, I think, hopefully with this, I'm a bit more educated about it. Because I think myself, I don't think I fully, completely grasp like the con the um context completely and hopefully for my listeners as well she's also able to hopefully um hopefully educate you guys as well so i'll go ahead with the first prompt and it's what did you feel when you first heard about the asian hate crimes that were going on okay well so i've been kind of aware about um some asian hate crimes like happening like before it really took kind of full blast in like the early but I think the one that really like struck a chord with me the most was the um I think it was the parlor shooting in Atlanta. It was it was a while ago. But I remember that one really hit close because I had been hearing a lot of news about Asian elders getting attacked, but this one really hurt me because it's the parlors are both like very close to where I live, like 30, 40 minutes and it was just really shocking to me. I think I remember after I heard about it, I went home and I took a shower and I was just crying so hard in the shower because it had just hit me because I rem- I was just reading articles about it and I saw like one of the victims, she had left behind a really, like a lot of children, like a young daughter who was only like six months old, I think. And I think that just really hurt me because I really couldn't imagine what I would do without my mom. And especially at that young of an age. So I remember I was just crying so hard. And I had heard, um, because after, like, before this, there was also, like, Black Lives Matter. And there were so many. I think those also hurt me as well. But um, I feel like as anybody, um, what really strikes you the most is things that are closer to home, you know? So this tag on Asian Americans in Atlanta and it was just so scary to me I think so yeah I remember that shooting made me cry so hard yeah I definitely get that I completely understand what you're saying about um especially when it like it because it because it kind of like hits home so it it hurts more when you realize that things like this keep happening to all different communities and it's really annoying in a way and I think when I so like I kind of first heard about it like when the elderly ones were having like you said and I think in great places like California I think that's the first one I heard about excuse me sorry so when I heard about that one I remember I was watching with my sister and my mom we all just kind of like that's so dumb like why is this happening this doesn't make any sense and it's like um I think our first I think I didn't really get this I didn't really realize what like the motive was until after they kind of said it on the news but like the fact that they were using the like pandemic to justify their hatred towards Asian Americans or to justify that like attacking them was just really stupid to me because I didn't see how you can blame a whole like 
a whole race just for what's going on right now. So, yeah, and that kind of leads into my second prompt. But did you know immediately that it had to do with the current coronavirus pandemic? Um, I think that was definitely the first thought that popped into my head because of this atmosphere. I haven't had to deal with any um, hatred towards me, thankfully, because I kind of live live in a more sheltered environment, I would say. But I definitely knew that it was due to coronavirus because back when President our former president, President Trump, was our president, he really liked to use the terms terms like kung flu or china virus so i kind of gauged that those words kind of stirred something in a lot of americans yeah you're right and i think that had to do with a lot of it more like um like open for people to talk about it and talk about like oh well this is a china virus even though it's not because you can't necessarily say that a global like just um one country and then that also reminded me i was watching this um thing on like youtube where they kind of brought um they brought like trump supporters and biden supporters to talk about like different things that were going on so one of the things that they had was coronavirus and i know one of the women who was a um, trump supporter she said i mean we just have to call it what it is the china virus and i was like you're putting like the fact that she's not even ashamed to like go out there and say that when she knows that this video is going to go to like so many people because it's on youtube and i just think that he made it to where it's like okay anybody can just be like openly racist and that that was really kind of struck a chord because I was like, wow, she actually just said that openly without actually even having any like feeling of maybe I shouldn't say this. And that was just it's I think a lot of things have because of Trump, honestly, people, I guess, more bold to like say things um, that are obviously racist and just not right. But um, yeah, I think when he brought that up, that is definitely true. Yeah, I get what you're saying, especially with um, the China virus. I think a lot of it is the majority of the people who like support him and are sympathizers. They don't really, they aren't really educated about the meaning. They just think, oh, it's from China, therefore it is the China virus, which I wouldn't say is entirely true. And I have one more thing to add. This is kind of off topic, back from, but I remember when I first heard about the shootings, I think. I don't want to compare, but I think I kind of understood how my other minority friends felt, especially like my black friends when they heard about all the like George Floyd's death and Breonna Taylor. I kind of understood how they felt in that moment because you don't understand the feeling until it really hurts your community. It's sad to say, but humans definitely empathize more with people who are like them. a lot more I was like oh this is how it feels kind of so I think it was eye-opening for me yeah and I definitely understand that and nobody should shame me for that because it does make sense like you're not really going to completely grasp the understand like of course I know like you sympathize with them but you don't fully understand like the feeling until maybe it happens when um to people like you or anything like that so that that definitely makes sense though so yeah I think um, the important thing is just us as people trying to be empathetic towards other communities, even if we can't fully understand how they're feeling. Yeah. So the next prompt is, what do you have to say to those who blame Asians in general for the pandemic? Um, I don't know if I really necessarily have anything to say. I feel like it should be obvious. 
Asians are not the reason you can't go out anymore and have fun, especially in the United States, where I know so many people, like family friends who are Asian, and all the Asian people I know, they've been taking so many precautions, always wearing a mask when they're outside or in stores and in crowded areas. And I can't say the same for a lot of Americans. So I think what I'm trying to say your fault at this point obviously um the presidency um uh, president trump has definitely a large reason why america still isn't um fully recovered from this pandemic but a lot of this is just people in general who won't take safe steps yeah and i think i actually like what you just brought up because i never really thought about it completely like that before but you're so right if people in america um like if they really um try to take the same cautions as other countries, because you know some countries now like they don't have any cases, and so if they actually like try to, if we like Americans actually try to do that every single day, wearing a mask all the time, like you know, then and actually social distancing, not holding like parties when there's literally new surges breaking out, and so I think if we did that, then we would be far more advanced than where we are right now because where we are right now i mean i guess it's getting better with the vaccines but before the vaccine came out i think it was really bad and so yeah that's a great point because i mean you can't necessarily blame asians for it when like at the at the moment a lot of americans aren't trying to take that um those precautions and also when you were saying that i know like whenever i go into like the store um or like a grocery store or something or a clothing store it's like I don't really understand because, I mean, I in my family, like, we always have to wear a mask. And I know eventually, like, we started double masking as well. Not to say that double masking is better, but just adding that in there. And so, um, like, I would see so many people not wearing a mask. And I know it made my mom, my sister, and I, like, also, like, kind of upset because we're like, why? Like, it's not that hard to just kind of put it on. I feel like it's not asking for much because that would help a lot. And I can't remember exactly who said this, but I saw something I think it was maybe in July or August, sometime a little bit ago. But it said, like, if every single American was to wear a mask whenever they go their nose and mouth, that's another thing to wear it actually correctly, um, then that it, the pandemic would, or at least the cases in America would significantly drop. So, yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about that because, you know, I think you can't blame somebody else for your own um downfalls when you're not trying to properly take care of it yeah especially with um a lot of americans like not taking full responsibility and trying to wear masks i think it's also important to recognize that um america has such a great divide and a lot of people have politicized masks like i really hate it when even my friends they're like oh i need to go out and wear masks because i don't want to look republican but it's like I really wish we would stop pushing that narrative because masks shouldn't be political. Like not wearing masks shouldn't be associated with being conservative or something. We should all just wear masks because they're helpful and what we need right now. So I really wish people, like everyone listening can stop politicizing masks because that is really harmful. Yeah, you're definitely correct. I think I when I first heard about like when like masks started becoming like a um, political thing, like if you're a liberal, like you wear a mask. If you're a Democrat, you wear a mask. If you're conservative or, or Republican, you're most likely not going to. I think when I first heard that, I was like, 
how did wearing a mask become a political thing? Like, I feel like nowadays everything is turned into politics and especially things as little as wearing a mask, which shouldn't be turned into politics as well. But I do agree with you on that because that's, I think that adds to it with people not wearing one or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, especially because in a lot of Asian countries, mask wearing has already been kind of the norm like if you're sick I remember um my sister went to we went to China back in 2019 and my sister got her nails done and the nail lady was wearing a mask like it was normal I just it is frustrating and I also want to add that whenever I go to Asian supermarkets um near Atlanta sort of I always see like in the store it's funny I like to compare everyone in the store is wearing a mask and even the foreigners like you know the people who aren't asian who go in there they're wearing a mask because it's almost like i don't want to say peer pressure is a factor but i feel like a lot of times when people see other people wearing masks you know it's kind of like a domino effect um and the same thing happens when you go to stores when people aren't wearing masks i feel like it makes a lot of people inclined to also not wear their masks but the point i'm trying to make is that whenever i went to like Kroger or Publix I would always see about half of the people there not wearing masks but I can't really say the same for a lot of the Asian supermarkets I went to yeah thank you for that that is pretty it's kind of sad to see that's how it is but I guess that is just the reality of things at the moment um so sorry the next one is were you happy with social media's response to the dilemma or did you feel that not enough was being done um, I feel like when we're talking about social media activism, it's always kind of a hard subject because I do want people to spread awareness, but sometimes I feel like it just all becomes performative. Like social media activism, everything is really performative. Like I people who are posting information, but this also happens where a lot of misinformation becomes spread. And it got to the point where a lot of people were just posting, like, silly, like, aesthetics that looks good on their story. Like, stop a Where is the information? You know what I mean? It was just kind of annoying seeing um, creators making pretty, like, graphics out of a movement that is important. And I think this happens a lot with different movements. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I think a lot of times it's people do it for, like, show, but they're not truly trying to help it in a way, if that makes sense. Like, they may actually care, but they're. I think they kind of care more about, like, well, let me make sure that other people see that, like, I stand with them and that I understand what's going on, but not necessarily that, like, they're actually trying to take steps to help the community. So, yeah, I yeah, that. I think a lot of the posts went away after a week or two, which I think obviously is a tendency with social media. Like you can't always post about everything, but I just thought it was funny how everyone just kind of stopped posting about it after two weeks. So to answer your question, I wasn't exactly satisfied with how social media, like social media's response or how it affected the movement. Okay. So the next one is, do you know anyone personally who has experienced hatred due to the current Um. Well, like I said before, I personally haven't experienced anything too hurtful regarding the coronavirus pandemic and Asian hate. But I do know um, 
my mom's friend went to Costco in an area that's not very far from where we live. And she went to Costco and some like white person was just told like, go back to China or whatever. And I know it's a little thing, but it just kind of struck with me like, cause that area is majority white. And I think I was just kind of, I wasn't surprised, but I was still disappointed because I feel like in that area, there's always been like, there's a growing Asian population in that area. And I think it's, it's hurtful, but you realize that a lot of white people and just aren't, they're not used to the idea of Asian people coming in or other minorities coming in and living in their kind of safe space. Like I remember my mom also said that she had seen a Facebook post that someone in that area and she had posted that she was like, why is um, this city filled with so many Asian people now? And I, it was just really frustrating because I know that a lot of people in that area probably think that way. And it's, it just makes everything feel a little more real. Yeah, I get that. Um, that definitely does suck, though. I think that people need to be, like, more open-minded and not so quick to, like, maybe jump to conclusions or to immediately judge somebody. And the fact that she told her to go back to China doesn't make any sense because, I mean, in all honesty, I think I say this a lot, like, not on this podcast, but I just say this a lot in, in general. We're all immigrants, and so you can't, I don't think it really makes sense to try to tell somebody where they should or shouldn't be so yeah yeah especially because she wasn't even sure if she was Chinese like she was it's just such a big general generalization like I know a lot of my other Asian friends who aren't Chinese they always say so frustrating when people just assume they're Chinese it's like it kind of is a reflection on how um, American education is not the best and a lot of people just assume Asia is China and maybe sometimes they remember Japan and Korea I agree that is another thing um I also was kind of thinking that like you don't necessarily you can't just assume that for, that they're from one country when Asia in as a whole has so many different countries so um yeah that wouldn't that would be pretty ignorant on her part as well so okay um anyways the next prompt is how can we as a society show more support for the Asian community and what they're going through um I'm not sure if I'm the best person to answer this but I feel like um it's the same with a lot of other movements kind of just I remember when one of my friends had actually checked up on me during the spa shooting they were like hey Isabel are you okay and I think that was actually really sweet of them. I think just checking in on your fellow Asian friends when something big happens and also actively discussing um, Asian hate and things like the model minority myth and trying to change your biases. Like I know internal biases are very hard to get rid of, but if you're actively trying to correct yourself, I think even if you don't say it out loud, um, that change itself is enough. Yeah, you're definitely correct. So thank you for that. That was actually our last prompt. So um, this kind of brings us to a close. But do you have anything else that you feel that you need to say or that you need to share? Um, No, I think I'm good. But thank you so much for having me. This is a great experience. 
thank you for coming on. I appreciate that you came on a second time, and I hope that um, all of my listeners listeners enjoyed this episode, and I hope that this also encourages you to educate yourself more about different topics and different communities that are going through rough times. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming on this, and I hope to talk to you again in the future. So, bye. Bye.